How long will I be taking them? There it is. That's the one. Play your part. Ask the right questions about your prescriptions. Learn more at knowyourscript.org. Ticket Smarter is glad we're back to holding live events. If you're looking to buy tickets to the best sports, concerts, and theater events, all at the very best price, look no further than TicketSmarter.com or on the app. Buying tickets at Ticket Smarter will help support children in need. For every ticket transaction on Ticket Smarter, $1 will be donated to a children's charity. Ticket Smarter is proud to be the official ticketing partner of the Utah State Aggies. Ticket Smarter, a smarter way to buy tickets. What is community? It's Friday Night Lights with laughter as post-game commentary. It's fun runs, fun rakes. It's passing the boot for local heroes. And it's breaking ground for groundbreaking startups. This is what makes a community. And it's what makes a community bank. It's fertile financial resources turned back into local soil. Here's to people helping others thrive. This is community banking. DL Evans Bank, since 1904. Member FDIC. Smith's knows this year the holidays are doubly important, so make your celebrations doubly special with fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and Simple Truth organic Brussels sprouts. Smith's, fresh for everyone. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain Wait, stop illegal. We've got even more special holiday food, like delicious king crab legs with private selection gourmet potatoes, our cave-aged Murray's cheese, and fresh-baked La Brea bread. <sighs> Smith's, fresh for everyone. All right, legal. You're up. Double specialness, void where prohibited. Certain restrictions may apply. Shop for participating stores for more details. On the Aggie Sports Network, from Learfield, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. Also by ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerrard. Point win for Utah State, 81-51 in a game that kind of, you know, since halftime hovered in that 12 to 15 point range and Utah State just couldn't pull away until that final stretch and sometimes that's how it happens against some of these teams. Yeah, you know, that Montana Western came in a little bit more prepared uh, in a, probably a little better game shape as they've been together for a little longer. So, um, you know, that definitely showed at the start of the game. But, you know, as, as the game moved along, obviously the Aggies uh, found their way and, and uh, superior talent. Pulls ahead. Yep, and that's kind of how it goes. It's a good team they play tonight. And this yeah. is a, I think that's a good, uh, I don't want to say warm-up, but that's kind of what it is. To You get tested. There were a few things they did well that I think can uh, translate over into some lessons learned for this team going forward. And to your point, there's there's a lot of things that you can take away from this game. And if you're Coach Odom and his staff and say, all right, well, we got to be better at that and this and much better at this. Yeah, and, and any AI teams – as you'll see, there's there's some of our preseason games that those teams won't be as good. Um, I mean, their their talent their talent was 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 really good. And they, as to your point, the Utah State, you know, they they want they wanted to find out some minuses. You know, you can't come out and show all your all your best and you know look like an NBA team to start the season, or there's uh you know expectations get too high. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, new coaching staff, players gelling. They got what they wanted out of this game. They saw some things that, that they're going to need to work on to move forward, um, some deficiencies coming off the bench that they're going to need to improve on, and that's what we wanted to see. Well, and that's – and, again, you have – I mean, today's the 27th. You won't play till the 9th. I mean, that's that's a, that's a big stretch in between games, and 
So you got some work, you got some work in, and then you take a step back and see, okay, well, we, this is what we got to fix going forward. Yeah, it, it gives them a chance to um, to see something on film, and and that's really what you're looking for. So over the next, um, you know, four or five days, you you can show you can show them on film what you're talking about. Um, you know what you've been saying in the preseason that maybe hit, couldn't click until you've had this film now, but yet you don't have to turn around and watch another team play and get ready. So this is a good break, and it's um, yeah, obviously calculated and and um, smart coaching, smart scheduling. Couple players that uh, let's talk about the UMBC guys, oh. RJ Idlerock and yeah. uh, Brandon Horvath. Uh, boy, you got two special players there. Well, Horvath is is a all league player, and and um, you know. He, Still have to see a little bit to see how he fits in here in our league, but um, just just phenomenal on both ends of the floor as far as effort and and um, you, you can tell that he understands the game. Moves so well without the basketball. Um, very headsy, very smart, and skilled and smooth. Can slow down a little bit. Not not a great post player um, for his size. He's yeah. really an outside player. But how about his ball handling? I mean, we can go on and on. And and um, and Idle Rock. Uh, really showed me some athleticism. You know, we lost Anderson, and this is kind of a not not really a filler in that. But you bring in a starter from another team who's able to obviously stretch the defense beyond the beyond the three point line, drive the basketball defensively. I thought he was really tough, and and um, he also gave us a lot of uh, um, you know effort on the boards. Final in this one, Utah State gets it done, wins 81-51. We'll take a uh, break. Come back. Hope to hear from Justin Bean as well as. Uh, our first post-game uh, interview with uh, Coach Odom. Yeah. We'll I, I think we'll we'll probably get a few more questions in as opposed <laughs> to our, our last post-game yeah. interview. I didn't ever ask a question, so it'll be uh, an interesting change for us. Uh, he's great. We'll no, hear from yeah, him coming times. up a little bit later on. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to Aggie Basketball. Utah State gets it done tonight. Final in this one, 81-51. Uh, as we wait for some of our post-game interviews, let's uh, let's go through some of the scoring in this one. A uh, couple uh, big double-double tonight. Justin Bean, 21 points, 10 rebounds, uh, and also dished out, uh, let's see here, uh, just uh, five, five assists. Nice. That's not bad. No. 21, 10, and five. You'll take that, Coach. Yeah, that's a – you know, and he's a – he was a double-double machine to start the season last year, and, and uh, you know, we talked about him being the team leader, and, you know, he he's showed up and did that tonight, led by action. Brandon Horvath, your other player in double figures tonight with 14 points, 6 of 11 from the field. He had eight rebounds and one assist as well. Uh, going down the list, R.J. Idlerock with nine points on four of seven shooting, four rebounds and three assists. Ryland Jones, his first game in an Aggie uniform after spending so much time in his growing up years with uh, around the Stu Morrill teams, he ends up with nine points, four of seven from the field. He had three rebounds and five assists. Had four fouls tonight, only one turnover in the night as well. Yeah, really solid, I thought, all around. I mean, you know, he just he just brings such a uh, control to the game, and, and I think we'll see that as the season progresses and, and teams start to lock down a little bit. Brock Miller ends up with six points on the night tonight. Um, Ashworth with eight points. Three of six from the field, two of four from three. Had four rebounds and two assists. Uh, Kate Potter with four, Max Shulga with six, and uh, Z 
Hamoto with four as well. All right. Excited. First time we get to do this. <laughs> it is, uh, Coach Can you hear me? Are we good? Oh, Loud and clear. Coach Odom, uh, I know it doesn't show up in the record books, but uh, congrats on the uh, first win here at Utah yeah. State. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was obviously uh, a good win for us. Um, you know, Montana Western, they're uh, – they're going to have a good season. Yeah, that's a good team. Yeah, they're going to have a good season this year. I mean, you can tell that in film, watching these guys. They've gotten better. You know, the COVID year, they improved, you know, since then. They've got some veterans on the team, uh, obviously, uh, 23, 12. Uh, and then, you know, the two brothers, are they can really shoot the ball. The twins, uh, they're a good team. So we're excited uh, about, you know, some things and, and obviously uh, – Got to get back to the drawing board on some others uh, as well. So, you know, defensively at times we were pretty good. Uh, offensively at times we were, we were pretty good when we set the table. Uh, when we were a little bit disorganized, we weren't. And some turnovers happened. And, and uh, But anyway, it was a good test for us. A good uh, It's good to be in those types of situations where you're having to gut it out. And, and uh, I think that certainly was the case today. Obviously, Bean was tremendous. And uh, – you know, I thought a lot of a lot of the other guys, you know, played some solid minutes for us. I thought I always say you get what you pay for, and I thought that was a great game. They played start to finish, did a great job. Your first five on point, six, seven, eight, little, little bit of unbalance. So talk a little bit about uh, what you what you'll do now until the ninth. Yeah, I think we just get back to work. I mean, the next thing for us is to learn from this game. That's just how we approach every, you know, situation. You know, we kind of put it to bed. Uh, tomorrow we'll watch film. Uh, we'll pick one side of the ball probably tomorrow to watch and, and go through that since we've got a little bit more time before our first actual opening opening game. And then another day we'll pick the other side of the ball and really focus on that because if you try to do both at the same time, uh, you know, it could be long film <laughs> sessions and they, they get a little drowsy. Yeah, and you have so, some time. Yeah, we, we, we're going to try to keep that keep that you know at a minimum but certainly some really good things to learn for learn from you know uh, this team in particular that we were playing it was a pick and pop team yeah. and so we stuck with the same ball screen defense rather than abandon it and try to switch it to something else until the very end obviously we started switches. switching yeah. you know at the end which you know I wanted them to be able to kind of figure that out on their own and uh, I thought that our guys did a pretty good job with it. And, um, you know, the last, you know, 10 minutes of the game, I think they scored three times or something like that. And so the defense, we play in practice what we call score-stop games, and that's really what basketball is all about. You know, can you, can you get a bucket? And then when it comes right back, can you get a stop? And can you put those together, uh, you know, on a more regular basis? And, and certainly that's how the lead happened, you know, at the end there. I know there were a lot of people out there that may not have watched a lot of UMBC games in the past, but we're excited to see R.J. Idlerock and uh, Brandon Horvath, and uh, both tremendous players. And what's really interesting and fun to see is a six foot ten guy that's got the handles of Brandon Horvath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fun. I think you'll see more of that, you know, as the season wears on. He's just got to be mindful of, you know, smaller guys coming after yeah. him, you know, when he does drive down the lane. But he and Bean, I think you could tell, are a good match for one another. They play well together. Um, you know, and that's obviously not the only front court, you know, uh, options that we have. There are other options as well. Shimon, this is a tough game for Shimon, you know, and he, yeah. he got in there in the first half and, and he, he did relatively well, but he's, he's facing guys that are just picking and popping and um, not necessarily his strength. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's going to have his moments too. He's gotten a lot better, so. 
Coach, with the COVID situation, I haven't been to any practices or seen what the team is going, but I like the offense, opportunistic fast break into an early offense set. Is that kind of what we should expect throughout the year? Yeah, we play fast. You know, we try to score early in transition. I think we were um, – we weren't as mindful of, of trying to get our shots early in transition. I think I thought we took some questionable ones early on, and we talked early to threes. the guys. Okay. Um, you know, because we don't want to shoot guarded shots in transition. We want to try to get the open ones that you saw where all of a sudden the ball's whizzing around, and now we're open, and it's like, oh, okay, he's supposed to shoot that one. Everybody in here knows that. And so I do think, um, you know, just being a little more mindful of that and showing them on film, they'll, they'll, they'll take to that. These guys are really smart. And uh, they love to pass the ball. You can see that. Um, and so we just got to make sure that we're, we're hammering that point home. We do want to score early, but at the same time, we got to be able to execute. Yeah. Ryland Jones averaged nearly five assists a game in his career at the University of Utah. He's got five tonight. And you can see not only his feel for the game, but his basketball IQ on knowing where to be to draw a charge, things like that. Yeah. A lot of things that, it, that it's just – you know, that's just a basketball IQ that sometimes you just can't coach, and he's just born with that kind of knowledge. Yeah, no question. I mean, obviously his father's a great coach and, and was, a, was a really good player as well. And, uh, you know, he's learned from his dad and his mom too. I've got to give mom credit, <laughs> yep. you know. She keeps him healthy and, and uh, you know, is tough on him as, as well, maybe even more than, than Jonesy, uh, which is a good thing. But it was fun to see him out here in his home. That's what, yeah. that's, that was the biggest thing. You know, to see him out here playing in front of his hometown fans and folks that, that he grew up with uh, was pretty neat. That had to be really probably surreal for him. I haven't really asked him about it. But growing up in the gym and, you know, he's seen all the all the best, you know, that Utah, Utah State has to offer in terms of players and rebounded for him. And now he's out here, one of them playing. Coach, coach was talking about having to shoe him off the court as a third grader from back in the day. That's hey, right. Come yeah. from the elementary school yeah. over and – interrupt our practice so, no yeah. he did great he'd actually read his book up top would he and well, that's what he said he was doing okay. i think you know who knows but yeah so since third grade he's shot on his hoops many times so when he hit that first three and he gave me that little uh, that yeah. little fist bump i was excited yeah. to see it i yeah. love it yeah. i love it that's really cool so what is uh you, you kind of touched on it briefly but what are the next 13 days like for this team yeah it's just back to work yeah. you know we had the uh the scrimmage the closed scrimmage and so certainly some things popped up within that scrimmage that we needed to attack. And so we began to work on some of those. This one obviously has given us some more things that we've got to attack and work on. And so we're going to use the next 13 days to kind of kind of do that while at the same time preparing for that next opponent that we've got to play, which is, you know, obviously UC Davis here at home in the home opener. So yeah. we need all of our fans. We need it. It was great tonight. Great it's atmosphere an for an exhibition yeah. game. <laughs> Uh, really impressive for for me, uh, you know, to see that firsthand, and I can't wait till we get it, you know, absolutely jam packed in here, and I won't even be able to make a call. I guess they won't even be able to hear me at all. I assume. I mean, there was I'm a, already hoarse. I mean, can I, you believe that? I know there was there was a moment too where they tried to blow, they were blowing a whistle, and people couldn't hear it. I'm like, it's an exhibition game, yeah, and they yeah. still can't hear the whistle. This is awesome. <laughs> That's say about 6,500 a day listed on the really? on the roster here, wow. the, the box score. So you'll double that, and and. Uh, yeah, there's a reason we used to use cards, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. I know. I better smarten up. Oh, uh, you'll get it. Well, yeah, Coach. You'll love it. Great well, problem to have. Congr yeah. Congrats, uh, and look forward to uh, catching up with you before that UC Davis game. Awesome. Thanks so much. Great yep. to see you guys. Yep. You got it. That is Ryan Odom, new head coach at Utah State. Gets a big, big W tonight as the Aggies get their first exhibition game of the season. Take a break. Come back. Justin Bean will join us. We'll chat with him about game number one under his belt. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield.
Hope to hear from Justin Bean coming up here in just a moment as the Aggies end the game on a 20-2 run. Yeah, big dudes. Yeah, it's a, it, it really was um, kind of putting the hammer down at the, the end of the game, and that's what you'd expect. You know, I think the, uh, the total points scored may have uh, lacked a little bit. You know, you always look for that big century mark in these type of games, but I'll tell you what, he was getting stuff done. Coach Odom was getting stuff done. He yeah. was out there, he was organizing and trying to get him in the right to practice some different things. He talked about the ball screen defense, but you could see lots of things. He held him up on the fast break. I mean, I think we could have easily topped that that mark if we had just let the let the dogs out. Well, and I, and I do like what he said, like, okay, they were doing some things in the, pip, uh, the uh, uh, you know, pick and pop game. And they're like, yeah. okay, let's not get out of the defense. Let's just let it go and see how these guys adjust. And, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, maybe in the middle of a game in February, you handle that all differently. But in this, you have the luxury of saying, all right, let's see how you guys handle this and, and, and how you adjust on your own. Well, it's an interesting game now. Ball screen defense is like the number one topic in every scouting report. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do with ball screens? Well, we'll talk about that for two days and get ready. And, you know, are you going under? Are you going over? Are you switching? Are you hedging? Are you, you know, are we going to, what are we going to do? And it's like the number one thing. And so it's interesting that that's the point that he brings out that, you know, we didn't get rather than, you know, they didn't show us any switching defenses, which would have been nice to see some zone or, you know, which you can re kind of request, but they re they're here to win too. And so – Anyway, it's just always interesting that ball screen defense in the current game of basketball tops everything. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, frankly, that's kind of the way of the game right now. Too. No, no doubt. Yeah. And you got to be able to guard it. You need to be able to make adjustments. I like how he said, um, you know, he, he let them switch just by yelling out switch, figure it out, and, um, you know, give them a chance to really talk it out. And I thought they, they did a great job of that. There's a few times where, um, you know, they, they may have – been a little late with a hand up but that's again something you can watch in the video so very very impressed by by the overall defense from the Aggies I think it's a different look because it's not the pack line defense so they're not sagging back they're they're um, you know really out there pressuring so um, expecting some big things all right time to catch up with the man that I'm sure we'll talk to a lot throughout the season this year the captain Justin Bean, the captain. How's it going, guys? Right, I well, like that I'm sitting across from you this time. Yeah. I'm usually sitting next to you, so I don't really know where to look. So I'm well, yeah, and, and your, you know, and looking faces. And and I, I, you know, I sometimes we stink a little bit after a game, so yeah. you know, it's probably good yeah. for all of us. Well, you're very kind. I think I'm stinking right now. So. <laughs> not at all. Not on the floor. Well, not though. on the court. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Appreciate yep. it. But I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> you served us up pretty good there. 21 yep. points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and and these are the games that you know, you're you're expected to win, but. There's chemistry. I mean, this this is a new team with new players and guys from different backgrounds. And how do you feel like the team came together in this game tonight and, and going forward? Well, like you said, I mean, I, th I think you hit it right on the head. I think we stayed together the whole game, even though we didn't execute uh, how we wanted to, especially in the first half. Uh, but I think, obviously, we – we, uh, as coach says, we didn't really set the table uh, initially. We didn't get our offense set. You know, we were kind of confused in some situations, and that led to some bad shots. But I think in the second half, we definitely proved that we can move the ball. We're an unselfish team, and uh, hopefully Aggie fans like seeing the ball move around like that. So, yeah, I, I like the change of pace offensively. Some fast breaks, some secondary offense, some, some set plays. You're setting some screens. We haven't seen that for a while. And good ball screen action. How does this offense fit you? Absolutely. Yeah, we love screening. We obviously are, are really – 
key on that and just reading screens. Our guards have done a great job just reading the screen, making the right play. I uh, thought Ryland and Steven did a really good job of that tonight and RJ. And so, yeah, for me personally, it's it's fun just being able to kind of move around at my own pace and, and step outside. And with, with Brandon Horvath in the mix too, you know, both of us being able to spread the floor. So it was a lot of fun. I feel like we got a lot of freedom and obviously there comes, you know, some responsibility with that being able to, to cater to what our style is. But yeah, I think Aggie fans are going to love watching this team play on offense. Follow up to screens. I'm going to give you some advice in practice. I would not let Cole Potter screen you because <laughs> he might knock you down. Yeah. Yeah, he sets a beastie screen, doesn't he? He's a big dude. Yeah, big yeah. dude. Kate is. Kate's a great oh, player Kate, yeah, for us. Sorry. Yeah, no, he's awesome. He's a he's a go-getter uh, in every, every facet of his play, and, and we love it. We love Kate. All right, so one thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about because there's there's a lot of different issues, a lot of bit of things on this team. But since his dad just rolled over here, what's it like playing with Ryland Jones? Because it's a close. I mean, the college basketball world, especially here in the state of Utah, is a close knit fraternity. Yeah, and, and so right. I know you've been around Ryland. I know you've seen Ryland and 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 close as well. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what it's like to to play with him out on the court. Well, Ryland's Ryland's great because obviously he's a great leader on and off the court for us and. He came right in and knew that he would be a big part of this team, and, and that kind of goes to show just the kind of player he is, the confidence he has. And so he's always making the right plays and, and obviously can shoot the ball really well. But tonight he just did a good job, I thought, playing off two feet, uh, making the right read. And, and defensively, he, he doesn't get as much credit, I think, as he should defensively at being able to guard their point guard. So he's done a really good job for us. And, uh, yeah, we love having him here. And obviously Chris and, and his wife have been here, so it's been fun having them back. On that defensive side, a little bit different than the pack line defense. How's that adjustment been? For sure, yeah. It's it's uh, kind of sad not seeing a big seven-foot <laughs> Nimi-ish <laughs> down there. But uh, you know what? Hopefully, I mean, I tried to get a couple blocks, tried yeah, to a few. pick up some yeah. slack. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's, it's different for sure. Uh, we definitely take pride in just guarding the ball. Um, I thought early on we didn't do that as good as we could have, and we just kind of let them get comfortable on the perimeter. So for us, yeah, we have to be a good position defense team, knowing that we don't have as much rim protection as we did last year. But, yeah, it's going to take a lot of just being in the right gaps and position defense is huge. But on the flip side, on the offensive side, uh, I don't think anybody – somebody better be careful if they try to full-court press because you've got five ball handlers out there on the court. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. We're definitely a run-and-gun team, and so we have a lot of sets out of transition that we can just get right into it, and so we're not confused what's going on. We definitely want to attack. Because so. you don't see a lot of 6'10 guys with the kind of handles that Horvath has. <laughs> yeah, no, we know he can bring the ball up, so we, we definitely trust him. He's, he's got a great handle, so – well, I tell you what, I'm going to cut it short because we're going to have a lot of chats these years. But I wanted to ask one question, though. Like, uh, should I go with the uh, uh, with the Chris meat or the Chris bean burrito? I mean, do you have a, do you have a preference one way or another there? Man, I've always been a crispy bean guy for sure. Uh, yeah, but um, no, but I think, uh, yeah, Taco Time has been great. Our family's loved Taco Time for years. People hey, I'm always, a huge fan. People always ask me if I actually like it. I absolutely do. We've, we've loved it for a long time. My dad's a huge advocate of it, so. Yep. I love it, man. That's awesome. Oh, well, right. hey, thanks for stopping by. Congrats. Hey, by the thanks, way, congratulations man. on the on the wedding. Thank congratulations you. Congratulations yeah, on, on the NLI opportunities. You've earned everything that you've got thank in your you. life. And uh, can't wait to uh, can't wait to go one more ride here. It should be a lot thank of fun. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Lance. Yep. That's uh, Justin Bean as we wrap things up as the uh, final score tonight, 81-51. Utah State gets the W. Scott Gerard alongside Coach Beckert. Always a lot of fun. Big thanks to Eric Jensen back in studio. That wraps it up for us. Remember, UC Davis coming up on November 9th, and you'll hear it right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.